This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. So good to see you again. I've been thinking about alpaca toes. I remember the first time I saw an alpaca footprint. What what does an alpaca footprint look like? The first time I saw an alpaca footprint in some mud on our land, our alpacas, our land, and I thought, oh, wow. And I actually stopped and took a picture of it. I took a photograph of a little footprint in the mud, partly to capture the moment for posterity, and also partly because I'm a bit of an alpaca weirdo, I know. You've already noticed that. But I just wanted to, I was, it fascinated me. I just wanted to capture it somehow. And I even thought about, sad this, I know, I even thought about doing a plaster cast, and it just fascinated me. So, so alpaca feet are a little different. They have two toes, and they have long nails associated with those toes. And then the toes kind of merge into, there's a little bit of web there, but it merges into a flat but fleshy pad, quite like a dog's paw in terms of the pad part anyway, not the rest of it, because <laughs> they've only got two toes and a dog's got more toes. So it's quite distinct. There's nothing quite like it. It's not like a sheep's foot where you have the hard hoof. So these are soft and that was one of the reasons when we were first looking at alpacas and considering having them here because of our land being quite wet, being the site of an old Victorian reservoir around the edges. The, the, the ground is just generally quite wet. That's why they put the reservoir here. So, yeah, so it it spreads the weight. It hasn't got the hardness of, of a hoof and therefore it doesn't compact the ground in the same way. So that was one of the main reasons for thinking about having alpacas here. That's why we thought they would work well here, and they have. So they're lighter physically and lighter on the ground. Don't compact the ground as much. And they spread the weight. Now, occasionally you'll get stood on. No, fairly regularly you'll get stood on, so you'll feel the weight of the alpaca, and you'll be glad that they've got a soft foot. It's still quite heavy and still quite a a definite (laughs) thing through your Wellington boots or whatever you're wearing. The other thing is that you'll occasionally get uh caught with a kick if you're standing in the wrong place at the wrong time then the leg flies back and you get caught with the foot now the the, the advantage therefore of it being a pad is that you don't get as much damage it still can end up bruised it sounds a lot worse actually than it is most of the time because it hits in my case it hits the trousers uh it's my Wellingtons or the waterproofs, whatever, and it sounds a lot worse than it actually is and doesn't make too much contact, but it will bruise. But it's not as much physical damage as you could get from a hoof, from a horse or a cow or even a sheep. So, yeah, the question then is how to look after them. I guess sometimes you notice there's a slight limp or something. Sometimes that's a physical injury of the the leg rather than the foot. But sometimes there's a problem there. They're soft, fleshy, quite tough though, but they can get a thorn or a something or a cut or something which gives an infection in the foot. 
And sometimes you'll get a little abscess or a bit of an infection there. You can feel it. As you pick it up, you can feel it's quite hot. Um, that can be true for a, an injured joint, but it's an inflamed joint, but it's also true for an infection in the uh, in the skin, in the pad as well. So that's something to, to watch out for. You need to kind of work out carefully what's going on. Is is the thorn still there? Do you need to, to remove it? Uh, the other thing, big thing, really, to watch out for is between the toes. And it can become a bit of a trap point for mud, for grass seeds, for bits and pieces, but also it's quite closed in and therefore it can be kind of moist and, and a bit, hmm. So you can get a bit of fungal growth there. You can get a bit of other stuff going on and it's just a bit smelly, horrible, horrible smelly sometimes. So occasionally you might need to give a bit of a, bit of a clean, bit of a washout. I tend to use an antiseptic cleaning solution called Haber Scrub which is both strong enough and gentle enough and can be diluted as necessary. It's also worth checking for any signs of mites here as well. Of course, the default position is going to be that they don't really want you picking up their feet <laughs> and examining them. So you may need to do some desensitizing work here, which is kind of taking hold, gradually getting them familiar with being touched and with you lifting a foot but letting, letting them have it back and standing down again if they're getting a bit panicky. And eventually they will allow you to to pick up their foot. So desensitizing. Uh, another little <laughs> piece of work to be done. Uh, back to my point earlier about potentially getting kicked. So be careful and work slowly. I think that's probably my best advice on that one. Going back to when we started and that first seeing of a, a footprint do you know, it still gives me a lovely sense of satisfaction to see alpaca footprints around. I just love it. So mm, there you go. Uh, wet feet on concrete and that kind of thing as well as as in the mud. So there we are. Feet, worth a look, worth a check over just to be sure that they're doing okay, particularly in, this, in our neck of the woods. At this time of year, in the cold and the mud and the wet, their feet can suffer a bit. So do give them a check out. Don't over, don't overfuss them, but do give them a check out. Right, time for report from the valley. What's been going on? Well, that's an interesting question. I've been spreading out the food more. There's part of the field just above the the stable, uh, which I call the stable paddock. I wonder why. So. I've been spreading out and putting the food up there. It, it tends to be very wet and muddy, and it is, it is still muddy. But it was just giving some of the others who were, were getting squeezed out a bit. We just got quite a few hungry mouths, and they're all after the food at the same time. So some of them have been holding back. So spreading out the food has been a, a good option and maybe something you need to think about as well. Spread it out, and they, it's really interesting to see how they're behaving differently. And they're really funny because what I do... In the summer, because it's dry up there, I'll feed them all up there. So when I, I feed some of them down in the troughs by the stable, and then I'll take a bucket up for the others, and everybody thinks, oh, quick, he's going up there. And so they all rush up. <laughs> but if it's a bit crowded, the mm, greedy, is that the word? The ones who are keen on the food will tend to wander back to where I put the more food down by the stable. So uh, yeah, just that interesting th in dynamic of feeding 
as the little ones are getting bigger and who's allowing who to feed in which trough and bowl and and how they're getting on with that. The little ones can tend to get squeezed out. So I've been putting buckets down in various other places a bit away from things, and that seems to work really well. And it's meant that there's been twos and threes of the, the little ones just feeding together and not being pushed out of the food by the adults, which is good. Uh, coats, it's warmed up a bit, so we've got the coats off at the moment, but I'm keeping a watching eye on that, on the weather forecast. We live by the weather forecast, don't we? It is amazing. And I've also been giving them some chopped alfalfa. That's really funny because they it's, very, it's a bit dusty as well. So they, they end up with all this kind of dirty end to their nose where all the dust kind of settles and sticks. Uh, so that's quite fun. But you can see who, who really likes that. And I've been putting some out for the boys uh, up in, in there. There's a hanging feeder, which I've been putting the food in. Uh, they start with the other food because it's got peas in because the other bits and pieces. But then I leave and then <laughs> I'm never sure who's actually eating the, the alfalfa. So I had to take an extra bag of food up. That meant that I was able to see who it was that was eating the food. So Howell is the one. He tends to hang back. He's happy by himself watching over his girls from a distance. And the others had gone up, the boys had gone up onto the up the hill and up onto the top. And so he was there by himself, just happily munching through the alpha, alfalfa that had been left in in a, this hanging feeder. So that's partly the explanation of who's eating it. I think the others, some of the others are having it as well. But that's a good extra at this time because the grass is not really going anywhere at the moment, but they're still eating the grass, but it's just not got as much goodness in it. So just topping that up. Um, it might be worth you thinking about testing some different tactics like that one I've just mentioned for giving a bit of extra food to those who are a little bit under. Through the, the winter, we've still got a few months of, of challenging weather, colder and wetter and etc. So it might be worth just working out if you can give a little bit of extra to the ones who need it. Uh, do you know the, the others who are keen on their food? Uh, they really quite quickly pick up what it is that you're doing and watch your every move and notice that you've always oh, he's off again with a with a bucket he's not giving it to us let's let's watch where he goes and they follow me up so the ones I'm trying to favor get a bit of food but they don't get too much of a looking before the others crowd around and mm. so you've got to keep changing your tactics try and find another way of doing it if you can maybe enclose them feeding them separately from the others or even get them used to working walking into a little catch pen areas so that they they know we, this is their bit they will get used to and, and kind of work out who's going to be allowed where but yeah it's a tricky one to keep the uh greedy ones out and the underfed or the, the ones that need the boost um keeping them access to the food mm. the challenge i think is to stay alert keep watching keep seeing what's going on keep your hands on Remember, we talked about that before. Keep your hands on when there's full fleece. Get your hands on regularly to check body score. And they'll get used to being touched enough, but it just keeps you an idea of what's happening so that you don't suddenly find that one of them's lost a lot of body condition without you noticing. Uh, watch the weather as well. Check out for bad weather, particularly really cold overnight. It's just possible you might need to bring them in, close them in, or... Yeah, just being aware of that, watching the weather and seeing what's going on. And the weather is, oh, it's gone back to being definitely winter. 
<laughs> the birds are being more active still, still getting more singing, still getting more uh, groups of birds. And they, this just seem a lot more evident, a lot more perky. They're interested in all kinds of things. Um, so that's interesting. Just, um, I didn't notice it as clearly last year. Maybe I'm just watching better, but it's definitely happening slightly earlier. So we shall have to see, maybe top them up as well. Although I quite often see them coming in and pick up with the crumbs uh, out of the troughs after the alpacas have left. So, yeah. So may you be a singer as well. May you enjoy the moving towards nicer, warmer weather and more light. I always like the light. And yeah, it just puts a little bit of spring in your step and a bit of a song in your mouth as well. So if you get a chance, go spend some time with an alpaca and see you again soon. Thanks for being here. Bye for now. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.